Welcome to Calvary Christian Assembly of God. My name is Pastor Floyd McDonald, and we are looking forward to you tuning in to this week's podcast. Don't miss out on this word from the Lord. I'm so thankful for you being here, taking time out to be here on Sunday morning. How many again is happy to be in the house Amen. of the Lord? Amen. So good to see uh, many of you that are here today, and we're so glad that you are giving of your uh, monies, your time, and your talent. And uh, as the offering plate is being, and the tithing plate is being passed, I want to get right into the word of the living God. Amen. I know you know what time it is. Don't get nervous. Look at somebody and say, don't get nervous. <laughs> We're going to finish what the Lord says, so how do you like that? Amen. 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 I'm going to continue a series called Creating a Culture of Contagious Generosity. Let me say that again as they put it up. Let's say it together. Creating a culture of contagious generosity. It is my prayer, and as I can't feel like a better illustration as the offering plate is going around, Pastor Bill, to say what I said last week, and I mean this with all of my heart. It is my prayer to see 100% that call CCAG their home be tithers of their monies, of their time, and of their talents. Can I get a witness up in here? Lord, I'm telling you, you've got so much to give to God. And I'm going to tell you this. Pastor, I can't afford to give my tithes. Let me just tell you this. As the old preacher said, you can't afford not to. Let me say it again. I'm going to get a few amens here and there. Glory to God. But I'm here to tell you, listen, how many found out a long time ago when I give what, what belongs to God, he takes care of the rest. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I don't want you to die on me. Come on, somebody. You're alive in worship. I want you to be alive in the word. Come on. If I get a few shouts, I might end up uh, canceling a little bit of my, my message. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Come on. you got to talk back to this preacher. We're not silent up in this place. Amen. If you want to go down at a silent church, you go on down there. But we're active in here. Amen. Glory. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Listen to me. I made this statement. We truly can't create a culture of generosity until we know the God of generosity. I said last week, and I'll say it again to remind you of a couple points that came across number one. God's character is to give. This defines the Father. Everybody knows this, Sister Pam. For God so loved the world that he... Lift your hand and say, thank God for giving God. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Not only that, but number two, generous and unified hearts in him always will bring increase on every side. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then God comes along and says, I will command my blessings on unity. Is there anybody in this house that said, when I'm abiding in the unity of the Spirit, God can't help but bless me with his blessing." Psalm 33 and you'll see it as one of the last scriptures that is when it's likened to the all of the Holy Spirit. Amen? But I want to tell you this. No one is a natural born giver. Amen. Let me say that again. No one is a natural born giver. We enter this world with give me what 
into this world with a fallen nature. Come on, somebody. The word is true when it says in Psalm 51 and 5, as the psalmist David said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Come on, somebody. See, at the heart of the nature of this flesh is a tendency toward selfishness. How many know that we still struggle? Paul said to Timothy, I'm fighting a good fight. Come on, somebody. Pinch yourself and say, oh me, oh my. Come on, because a lot of times, if we're not walking in the spirit like we should, the flesh man, come on somebody, would like to take over and say, me, 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 I, I, I. But how many's had a transformation of the Holy Spirit in your life and it's him, 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 him. That's the way it should be. That's what God's word speaks into our life. If we're going to be effective in what God has called us to do, then we're called to be Him-centered and not on Floyd or you-centered. Come on, somebody. Mother was preparing pancakes for her two sons, Kevin, five years old, and Ryan, three. The boys began to argue over who would get the first pancake. I mean, know what I'm talking about, parents. Hallelujah. (laughs) Their mother saw, Sister Pam, the opportunity for a moral lesson. And she said, if Jesus were sitting here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. Come on. Amen. I can wait. Kevin turned to his younger brother and said, Ryan, you be Jesus. Some of you got it. It was a delay, but you know. We laugh about that, but you know that the center of, come on somebody, that's why the spirit must take control of this flesh every day. That's why you might rise up and say, I got to walk after the spirit and not after the lust of this old flesh every day. Come on. Flesh wants to point to self. How many of those Satan was kicked out because of pride and selfishness? He wanted to be just like God. And some people feel like that Satan passes out favors and God withholds them. How many know that we got it backwards? Let me tell you this. We serve a generous God. Come on. He that starts with God. God is generous as that starts with Satan and is selfish. Come on, somebody. That is what I believe in you should do. This is the word of God that I'm going to give to you too. Go ahead and throw that up there. Tim, you're behind me, brother. There you go, brother. Hallelujah. Listen, selfishness, listen to me, stops the flow of God's blessing into our lives. Come on. Amen. Amen, Amen brother. I'm going to get something out here. Proverbs 11, 26 says, the, per- the people curse him who holds back grain. That's it. But a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. In contrast, God is a giver. Come on, somebody. For God so loved the world that he gave. And the very Greek word there, Brother Darren, is this, to give over to one's care. I wish you'd think about that for a moment. The Greek of that is to give over to one's care, to entrust or to commit. I'm just amazed by that, Brother Darren, that God would entrust me with his son. I don't know about you, but every father in here raised their hand. I'll be honest with you. How many would give your sons? You better shake your head because you'd be telling the truth. Come on. You wouldn't do it. Yeah, there's no way. But I hear I'm telling you that God in that word gave means entrust. 
to commit to. I want you to get that in your spirit today. I think Paul had it right when he said in Ephesians the third chapter, listen to me, now unto him. Come on, I think he got excited when he began to write to the church of Ephesus. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, come on, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power, everybody say that's the key right there. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ. See, God is generous beyond our ability more than we can imagine. Number three is my point. I've got to hurry. What makes generosity a real and powerful witness to God's love is our action. Yes, amen. Turn to Exodus 35. Exodus chapter 35. I want you to see this. Because how many know that our God is on the cutting edge? Come on, somebody. I got to reading about the construction of the tabernacle back in the wilderness. And it starts in Exodus 35 and continues to the end of Exodus. If you read it, we don't have time to touch on all of that today, as you know. I'm only going to get to one point in that scripture today. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to get there. But I want you to realize, (laughs) I want you to realize, though, this this morning. Listen to this. God is on the cutting edge. I can't begin to read about the construction of this tabernacle. Don't you know that this was the first mobile tabernacle? (laughs) Come on, somebody. Our God says we're not going to keep it here. Come on, somebody. We're going to keep it moving. Some of you ain't seeing what I'm seeing. But in the New Testament... We don't worship at just an earthly building. Come on, somebody. First Corinthians, I'm about to preach up in here. First Corinthians 6, 6 says this. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Look at your neighbor and say, you are a mobile tabernacle for the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere I go, I to display the glory and the presence of God. If I'm in school, display it. If I'm at work, I'm going to display it. If I'm at Walmart, I'm going to display the glory. I want somebody to help me praise him in here. Don't be dead this morning, my God. You know you're a mobile tabernacle. So where you set yourself, even at the moment of southbound traffic, a battlefield and sunshine. <laughs> you ought to lift your voice right now. Come on, somebody. And say, I have become the mobile tabernacle of Jesus. You know, a mobile tabernacle is not just good in the good times. Hallelujah. Everything's going right. Glory to God, my doors are open. I'm just playing because every come on I'm going to tell you when it gets hard continue to open your doors when it gets tough come on somebody I'm saying bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth this mobile tabernacle that I have is not my own but I am bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body which is his So you are the mobile tabernacle according to the New Testament. 
There's no longer, listen, this is just the building. Come on, somebody. I don't worship the, the brick and the mortar. Come on, somebody. We come in here because all of you brought your tabernacles in here. And guess what we're going to do? Worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Listen to me. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. You are an epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men, for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Amen. Not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables in the heart. Amen. You are living epistles. For the glory and power of God. And to be read of all men. How much, let me just ask you these questions. How much sacrifice does God require of those who profess and serve Him? What does God expect from His people? What kind of sacrifice does it take to make a successful church or ministry? You know what? I believe the answer is this. God expects full and total sacrifice from any person who follows him. Amen. Jesus said something like this. If you come after me, let a man deny Somebody touch yourself with me. Give you a, come on, give you a, uh, uh, just a stroke on your breast say me that's me that's me pastor's talking about me not anything else let a man deny himself his desires his wants how many know when my desires become his desires when my wants become his wants I know what the word of God said in Matthew 6.33 help me seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things Things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask some of you. There's some of you in this building today. Where is God with you today? You put him on the back. The job's first. What you own is first. Oh, I'm talking and I'm preaching up in here. It's getting quiet, but I'm going to continue to do it. Come on, and God is saying now it's time to put priority where priority belongs. It's time to put Jesus back where he belongs in your life. What should it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? If I could have them, then listen, God's not against stuff. Come on, somebody. In fact, how many has been blessed of the Lord? Come on. God does want to bless you. God does want to increase on every hand. But guess what? My pleasure is not in my car. Come on, somebody. My pleasure is not in my house. My pleasure is not in my retirement. But I can tell you this. When I put him first, God takes care of the rest of those things in your life. Oh, I'm preaching now. Somebody's getting this and receiving this because there's some folk in here. You're running from God. The Holy Ghost held on from heaven and trying to pursue you, trying to get things right in your life. And yet you keep running towards the things of this world and the devil is deceiving your life. But I'm here, this old country preacher, to stick my finger out at you to say he loves you with an everlasting love and he welcomes you today to repent and get things right with Jesus. Man, I feel the work of the evangelist today. 
There are no shortcuts in serving God. Come on, brother. There's no way to circumvent or go around the commitment that God requires. Again, this was a preparation of the building of the tabernacle and call for God for you to give sacrificially to the Lord. And I want you to look at Exodus 35. We finally made it to our scripture. Jesus help us. Look at verse 1 because that's all we're going through today. Look what it says. Moses assembled all. Everybody say all. Let me say it again. All. I mean, all is more than a dishwashing detergent. Come on, somebody. And a clothes washing detergent. Amen. Moses assembled all of the congregation of the people of Israel and said to them, These are the things that the Lord has commanded you to do. Here's my next point. Listen to this. The call. Everyone was called to have a part in the building of the tabernacle. Let me tell you something. It hasn't changed today. Everybody has been called. If you know Jesus and ask him as Lord and say, he has a calling on your life. There is a ministry inside of you. There is an anointing. On your life. Come on. Ministry is just not for the pastor. Ministry is just I feel like preaching right now. Not for the teacher and not for the prophet. But God has called you to be a minister in this house. I'm going to do a little treating then. That's treating, teaching, and preaching right now. Moses called a meeting of all the people. Not a single person was left out. Not a single person was considered unimportant. And I want to tell you, you've got to use what you've got. Or you lose it. You guys ever heard that old saying, you use it or lose it? It's the truth. Adam, I can tell when I haven't played a lot. You know what I'm talking about? And then you get on that instrument, you're just like, where'd that come from? I hadn't took the time. Come on. To get on my, what the Lord has given me the gift to do. Practice. Let me tell you something. Listen, I want to tell you something. Sister Cindy was in the first service. Thank God for Sister Cindy. Amen. I want to tell you this. She made this. You do not want Pastor Floyd to make something like this. <laughs> you know what I go? I go get one of them plastic things from Walmart and put it up here. You're saying, thank God you didn't do that. <laughs> What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say this. Listen, God has given a special anointing. And Cindy has taken, how many know it's more than just when God gives that anointing, it's about establishing and enhancing that touch of God in your life too. That means practicing. Come on, somebody. That means putting forth an effort and time toward the abilities that God has given you to do. Listen, you could say I'm anointed, I hallelujah, all day long, and I can play the piano, and then you try to get now there's been very few times that that's happened. I've heard of that, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Listen, God expects preparation. God expects practice. Preparation precedes blessing. If you want the blessing and the favor of God, put in the time to what God has given you. Listen. Cindy has put in the time. She's put in the ability. 
And I'm here to tell you that there are some of you in this place. I want you to listen to me right now. God has called you more. I'm going to say it again. And you might get sick of it. Your pastor said, but God has called you more than sitting on the seat of these pews or these chairs. God has a specific calling for you to help out at CCAG. This is the time. Come on. This is the hour. Come on. You were born for this time. You were born for this hour. Robert, Brother Robert Snead, I don't know when my time is going to happen and when God takes me out. But guess what I am? I'm responsible for my time. I'm responsible for where I'm placed at. And I want to say, God, let me finish the work as strong as I can until you come and get me, Lord. God has called you for this time. Every one of you are called in this building. Amen. God has spoke. I wish you were here. My God, there was such a move of the Holy Spirit when there, Pastor Bill, at the end of this service, of the first service, where God was calling people. Many came to the altar. We were done. I was to be honest with you. And God said, I ain't finished for it. I was walking out, gave Pastor Bill the microphone and tongues and interpretation, and God began to move, and people began to come to the altar. Because God was speaking unto them that you haven't fully surrendered everything, all, all yourself, everything unto me. And can I tell you that he's still trying to say the same thing in this building. Sure, do we have excuses? Sure, are we busy? Yes. But God, I'm simply saying this. I love how God spoke in tongues and interpretation of this first, I think it was the first one time. That God said he used a little boy that really didn't know what he was doing. And all he had, Darren, was five loaves and two fishes. Would you put your hand out like this and say, God, this is all I've got. You know what God says? God says, that's all you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh! See, you're limiting God in your own mind, but God is not limited on how much or how little or how big because we serve a mighty God that can take little and, and turn it into much for the glory of the King of Kings. That's what he wants to do is take your... violinist Niccolò Paganini which was a marvelous violinist I want you to hear me today he wheeled his marvelous violin to Genoa his city in Italy where he was from but only on one condition and that was this that the instrument never be played I don't know about you, I love instruments. Mm -hmm. But I have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. 
unfortunate condition. Because what happened was, because of the peculiarity of the wood, listen to me now, that as long as it was handled, it showed very little wear. But as soon as it was discarded, it began to decay. The exquisite, mellow, vitone violin has become, to this day, worm-eaten in its beautiful cane. I wish somebody would get a hold of this in the spirit today. To say, I'm not going to allow myself to sit in the case. I'm not going to allow myself to get the dust of the world on me. Come on, somebody. Lift your voice right now and say, I'm going to be used in the hand of God. Because all God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, all God needs to do is pick you up. Listen, I know it's an old cliche, but it's true. You see, God doesn't need ability. God needs availability. And if you just offer up yourself and say, grab me, Lord, play me, use me. Do you know what's going to happen in the spirit when God begins to handle you and take you for the glory of God? sound come out of you, Trent. <laughs> Y'all didn't think that with the way he hollers on Sunday morning. Woo! <laughs> you know what's happening in Trent's? You know what's happening? Because I know where Trent came from. Don't criticize his praise. Come on, somebody. You don't know where Trent came from. You don't know the hell that he come out of. And so when you hear that yelp from the Holy Ghost, come on somebody, God's grabbing a hold of his violin and playing it, saying, look what I've done, boy. Look where I brought you out of. Look where you are, but now where you are, a new creature in Christ, the old has passed away. Behold, all things have become more. Lord, I'm telling you, God wants to use you in here. You see, it's easy for me, Darlene, to just... Go up here. I'm going to be real easy with Brandon's guitar. Dear God, I'm not going to even get a hold of it. I'll drop it. I don't want to drop it. Oh, the pastor's going to play today. Pastor, in fact, he's going to get out here. He's going to play some drums today. He's going to go over here. He's going to sing today. Pastor's going to take up the offering today. Pastor's going to pray for everybody. Let me say something. I want you to put this up here, Rick. Or excuse me. Uh, yeah, Tim, put that up there. I want you to put what Rick DeBose says. Our assistant general superintendent, this is so true. Listen to this. Every born again believer should be in ministry. Inside and outside the meeting. Come on. Putting the ministry into the office of the pastor alone robs the church of power and denies the community the help that it desperately needs. Then we say pastor, the worship leader, the youth pastor. 
Let me just go ahead and tell you. Let me remind you. Let's get ministry back in the church into the hands of the people again. Come on, somebody. You know what our job is? Let me, get, let me give you a scripture because I'm just going to say it. That way you know I'm not a heretic. Here we go. You ready for this? I'm hurrying. Ephesians 4.11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Here you go. Ephesians 4.11, 4.12. To equip. Right. Right. The saints yes. for the work yeah. of the ministry. Yeah. Everybody say this. When I came to Jesus. Lift your head and say, when I came to Jesus. I became a minister. Oh, somebody help me. You didn't have to go to Berean. You didn't have to go to Central Bible College. You didn't have to go to Evangel. God has called you right now. Do the work of the ministry. Listen, just want to remind you, he's given every one of us the ability to do something well and the responsibility to do it. It's up to you. I'm telling you, look at your neighbor real nicely. I know this is hard to say, but just tell him. Say, get off your blessed assurance. And do what God has called you to do. Come on, somebody. God has called you. Come on. There is work and assignment. And I can hear somebody, well, it's by grace we are saved. It is by grace. I know what the word of God says. By grace you are saved through faith and not unto of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But let me remind you, though, too. Faith without works is dead. Amen. My desire is to do everything that God has called me to do. Amen. I'm going to tell you this. If you're not you're not careful, the cares of this world will suck you in. Amen. The deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things will suck you in. I ain't got time, Pastor. Love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Glory. God has called you. Is your violin sitting in a case where the worms is eating it out little by little? telling you, I know the man that can today and he can change your life by simply saying, I'm going to get the violin out of the case. Come on. Amen. And I'm going to let the master play me. Come on. I'm going to let the master hold me. I'm going to let the master tune me back. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but you can tell real quickly if something's out of tune. Come on. How many's ever heard something went, just kind of went like this? Something ain't right. Something's out of tune. Come on, somebody. How many know that the master can tune you up? Come on. Can turn your knobs and can get things right that is out of socket that shouldn't be in your life to tune your life to stretch you. Come on. I know strings, when you first put them on, they're being stretched. How many? Oh, I feel this preaching right now. I preach this. I wish I could preach this right now. God wants to stretch you. I don't have the ability. I don't know why. Come on. You listen to the voice of the accuser that's telling you, come on. Be bold in the Holy Spirit. Be used of the Spirit of God. He'll give you the boldness and the anointing to do what God has called you to do. Can I tell you this, Sister Betty? When I took this opportunity as the pastor of Calvary Christian Assembly of God, the first thing that I said is, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You want me to tell you something? I still don't know what I'm doing. 
just tell you something. Ready for this? If I said that to a Fortune 500 company, I'm about to get real right now. And I went to the boss and I said, I still don't know what I'm doing. You know what they would do? Here's your papers. We're glad to have you. Bye-bye. But you know what God says? I'm so glad that you say that every day because now I can work in you because it's not you. It's me. And I found out, Sister Speed, a long time ago, if I keep saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what he's doing. If I pray like Hezekiah that prayed, Lord, I thank you, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. How many know that Jehovah will show up every time? God, not of my abilities, but my availability to say, here I am, use me as you will. He Do not doubt. Do not say I'm not enough. Do not look at me and say, God, what am I supposed to do? I'm telling you what you need to do. You need to surrender. You need to let me work through you. You need to allow me to work through you. You need to allow me to show you and guide you and mold you and allow me to work through you. Come on, lift your hands right there and say, Lord, I'm going to do it. 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 I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to do it. The woman at the well. Five husbands and was shacking with another man. Aren't you glad God had time for her? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Jesus sat on the well and revealed everything about her. What did she say? She dropped and left her water pot right where it was, traveled into the city. Come see a man. 
has told me everything that I've ever done. Surely, this is the Christ. And you know what the Word of God said? Many came to see about this man. See, she didn't go to Bible college, Brother Robert. She didn't have to get a certificate, Brother Darren, of ministry. Right then and there. She began to testify of the work of Jesus Christ inside of her spirit. Put that fifth point up, Brother Tim. It's the last is it. I'm, I'm closing it out. Number five, put it up. Whenever you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you become his servant Amen. and you enter into ministry. How many know that that's the highest calling? Amen. Come on, somebody. It's to do the work of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God has an assignment for you. Have you let yourself allow the things of this world to decay? See, the devil wants you to be a relic. Put yourself up in a case. <coughs> Display yourself. See, that, that's the world. That's what Nicola Paganini, he wanted that violin to be displayed in a case. You know what that is? That's selfishness. That's what the devil wants you to be. Display yourself. But all you will do is sit there and decay and rot to the very core. God's purpose for you is to be placed into the hands of the master. Now, there's some of you that God has anointed to play different instruments. And there are some of you that aren't anointed to play instruments. <laughs> Let's just be real. Come on, somebody. Amen. But when it's placed in the right hands, if I was given a violin, you wouldn't want to hear me play. It would sound absolutely <laughs> terrible. But how many know that there's one that created all of these things? And he's waiting on you to say, Lord, maybe you're in this place. I've messed up. Messed up, Pastor. But aren't you glad that the God we serve is not going to leave you in that case and discard you and say, I have no use for you anymore? Because I can tell you that this entire room is full of people with mess ups in here. I lift my hand and say, Lord, I've messed up. Come on, somebody. I've made mistakes. And I've done things wrong. But Lord, I want to thank you that you're, I feel God right now. I want to thank you that you love me today and you're still calling me. And that the door of the ark is still open. And you want to forgive. And you want to make new. And you want to make whole. But next, guess what? I must ask. I must act. I must repent. I must say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I want to offer up myself. I want to give myself. I want to get out of the case, the display case of selfishness and me, me, me. And I want to get on your will, the potter's will. And I want you to play me to the best of what you desire. Let the best music come out of 
Pastor Bill. Let the music that you created for John Bach play all over. Let the music that I created Becky for, let it display your glory. And I'm no longer displaying self anymore when I'm a servant of the King of Kings and the Lord of the world. Right now I feel the Holy Spirit in this pool. There is an anointing of the hovering of God's Spirit right now that you would simply respond right now to say, Pastor, I want God to take me out of my case and use me right now. If you'll make a move and get up out of your seat, God's going to take you and do extraordinary things in you right now. If that's you and this, this message is ministered to your spirit, would you get up right now and just come right here and let me pray for you. Come on. Right now. Come on. Right now. Right now. Yes, Lord. Come on, prayer warriors. I need your prayer team. Come on. Come on. Line up across with me. Just line up. Right, line up right here. Every one of you. Come on, come on. God's speaking to you. God's speaking, speaking, speaking. Come on. Don't wait on that person that's next to you. Don't wait on everybody. I need the prayer team to come. I want you to come. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you want more information about Calvary Christian Assembly of God, please click on to the link in the podcast. God bless you.